So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and this time, UFC. In today's episode, we're going to cover the NFL playoffs, early Super Bowl predictions, Conor McGregor's fight, Steph Curry, and Aaron Rodgers' future. But before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Muhammad, and I'll let my partner introduce himself. Oh, yes, Alex, and definitely run those listens up. It is going to get heated. We're, we've got the matchup that everybody's kind of wanted to see, as we will explain going forward. Oh, yeah, we got the matchup for the ages. But let's get into the NFL playoffs. The First, we'll, we'll go with the NFC Championship game. So, we have the Buccaneers defeating the Green Bay Packers with a score of 31 to 26. Um, it was a matchup for the ages with Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs for the first time. So, Tom Brady had 280 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, and three interceptions. All of that came in the second half. And then we had Aaron Rodgers with 346 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and one interception. But the Green Bay Packers, were they, they came up short. But with Tom Brady's victory over Aaron Rodgers, who, who's when, or who played more impressively? Um, hmm. Uh, are we just only counting the quarterbacks in this case? Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the quarterbacks. Just the quarterbacks. For this question. Because I was going to uh, go outside that those lines, because if we're going by those considerations, just because Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers did well, but he didn't win, so you can't get an honorable mention for that. And Brady did well, but you can't discount the three interceptions. So I would still say Brady... Just because they didn't give it up in the end. Okay. I'm going to say Tom Brady also, because even though he did throw the three interceptions, they all came on the other side of the uh, field. Basically, Green Bay got, I mean, Tampa Bay got a punt out of it because it all went on Green Bay's side. Um, But with Aaron Rodgers, with his interception, it was very crucial. It led to... Seven points that, <laughs> um, I mean, Tom Brady, he was able to score with a little bit of time that they gave him. He was able to capitalize on that. So I'm definitely going to go with Tom Brady on this one. But uh, he had a kind of horrific second half, but they were able to hold on. I would agree, but that was a quite impressive first half. That's That really got it, got him there. Uh, I really did everything for him with that first half. I agree. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to let you say that. But yeah, uh, when it comes to the, that first half, it was it was quite amazing. Like I would say it, it's not many other halves that I can think in the history of Tom Brady that were really better other than the last half of the Super Bowl. Uh, well, really, that's going into the play. Into Well, yeah, that whole second half for the Super Bowl against Atlanta. That's the only one I can see with a possibly better drive that I this that sticks in memory. Okay. Um, 
I mean, he's had a whole bunch of memorable moments, but I would say that, yeah, he 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 definitely made them pay. Um, it, it was quite impressive that that first half. I mean, he even had some drops by the receivers. They were just dropping passes. I don't know if they were just not used to catching balls in the cold, but um, they dropped some passes. But once he had that long touchdown to end the second to end the first half, I was like, wow. Like that, I was like, <laughs> "Wow, how could that? How could they let that happen?" It was, I was just dumbfounded at that moment. Oh, he was, man, he missed the opportunity. It's not like it was a big anything too big, but he could have got. I honestly think the way it was going, if they would have kept being that dominant, that literally the other players on the other side would have probably got on their knees and bowed like, yeah, you really are the greatest. That's that's the way it was going towards. It, it was looking real bad. It, it was the home crowd. It was pretty – that was a home crowd. That was enough people to cause some real noise. And I'm sorry. They was, they was running through them. I was, it, it was – they were on life support. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay's defense definitely got after Aaron Rodgers because he got sacked five, to- five times. But I'll go into my next question, which is who, der- who who deserves the most credit for Tampa Bay's win against the Green Bay Packers? You mean, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that, I mean, that was it. Is that who deserves the most credit for Tampa Bay's win against the Green Bay Packers? Um, It's got to be Brady. And I... <laughs> Anything going forward is all Brady credit. I'm sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. I'm sorry. It definitely ain't the, the coach at this point because we already know earlier in the season there's this whole debate about who's really right and whose type of – really whose coaching style you're going to go about or playing style when really he ended up giving in and Tom Brady – Simply, and I, I don't think it's just his play that got them there. It's his presence. Just his presence all around, being there, franchise, uh, knowing what's expected of you, where you're supposed to be, got them there. And that attitude translated over to the other players, which they actually have a lot of great players on defense. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Seau, people you actually know that when you didn't think you knew the players on their defense. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. It has to be Tom Brady, even though he didn't look the best in the second half. He has definitely been the difference maker here. Um, I mean, it's been a clear night and day difference between this year and last year with Jameis Winston. Um, And a lot of people doubted him getting to this point, um, getting back to the Super Bowl. And I have to say that this man has probably sold his soul at this point because I remember last year. He said that. <laughs> he said, he it's said that TV that. twelve. It's just the TV twelve. Go ahead, though. Yeah, I'm convinced that he sold his soul at this point because he said last year in last year's Super Bowl that he wouldn't be wearing a suit to the Super Bowl next year, which was this year. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty, a pretty big prediction. Well, yeah, I, I don't know what he did early in the game, but. Boy, that was a hell of a deal. Because we're looking at 20 years and he's in half of them. That I like I'm a I'm a true hater. I, I'm a I'm you know, 
I'm a true hater of the New England way. Tom Brady, you know that's attached all in. So I'm I'm pure a hater on all of that. But you can't do nothing but respect it. And you're right. I th- I would think at this point you sold your soul because it just does not happen. You don't get to ten championships. You don't even get too close to that amount. And it does not happen, especially after you just walk into another franchise who was nowhere near that route. Yeah. Um, he's definitely turned everything around for um, Tampa Bay. And now they're headed to their second Super Bowl on their own home turf. Um, so, first ever. I, oh, yeah, first time ever. They, they made history. Um, so I'll also ask, how impressive is Tom Brady's journey after leaving New England? Absolutely storybook. Absolutely storybook. Because he's, he's done a lot of things that other people couldn't do. I, they may attempt to do it, but they can't do it. I'll, I'll start with the bad list. He got AD back and in order and kind of hidden with all the spotlight there. That's really under undersold. Also, he got Gronk to come back. He's 43, and he's... He's leading a franchise that would otherwise not be competing for a Super Bowl. And it's completely storybook. I would have to agree. It's it's a storybook. I mean, the the story is still being told because he does have to come through and win the championship for them. But it won't matter. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it won't matter. I mean, it's all good from this point. It won't not. It will not matter. It don't matter. Like he is in there. It does not matter. Yeah, but they definitely do want to win the championship, though. He didn't just get there yeah, just to get there. Yeah, that's a want, but everything's already golden. He's already he's proven many points. Then you throw on the other part of the storybook, the fact that this whole storyline of, uh, and really, I don't know whether the media created this or whether it's real, but I actually do think it's real. But this whole who really got them to championships? Is it Tom Brady or is it Belichick? And you really saw two opposite sides of the spectrum. Belichick and the uh, New England had the worst season they probably have ever had, did not make the playoffs, and Tom Brady is playing for the Super Bowl. It's, it, I, I, I don't know what to say other than he, he's good no matter what. On top of that, you build one of the best anticipated Super Bowls there will ever be. So oh, yeah. For, for three factors. I'm going to give you three factors. First, the fact that you've gotten a Super Bowl at, at, in the actual home uh, stadium. That has never happened. That's, that's already won. Then you're going against – you're the two quarterbacks who just won the Super Bowl the two past years. So it's like a super Super Bowl on top of that. Then you have the new age – all-time quarterbacks between the oh he is the goat and all the way through he's got you see the storybook and then you have Patrick Mahomes making his storybook it is it's it's picture perfect <laughs> it's all the NFL could have asked for um I mean I, I think they would have loved Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes also but you got the current goat against the up-and-coming goat what I mean from what a lot of people say but I guess we'll move along to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Bills, which wasn't much of any competition. Um, they won 38 to 24. Patrick Mahomes threw for 325 and three touchdowns, while Josh Allen threw for 287, 
two touchdowns and one interception. And he was also the leading rusher on his team with 88 yards. Um, but with Mahomes making it to two back-to-back Super Bowls, how impressive has he been throughout his career? Extremely impressive. And his, his is once again another storybook. He's extremely likable. Almost everybody on the team is extremely likable. The coach is extremely likable. It's not much to hate against them. You know, there was, a, of course, there's a following of the Patriot fans, but a large follow of that following is haters, to be real. Uh, so I, I would say he's quite impressive because he's making, he's doing everything that people kind of hyped him up to be, which is a whole nother set of greatness. When greatness is thrown upon you and you actually match it plus some. Yeah, um, ever since he kind of arrived on the, on the scene for his first year when he uh, w- was starting for a full year, the hype has been out of this world, and he's lived up to every bit of it. I mean, making it to back-to-back Super Bowls, which I'm not sure if that's ever been done within your first three years. No, no uh, it's not, I don't think ever, because I don't think there are many young qu- – actually, yes, there is, because Ben Roethlisberger. He but he didn't make it back to back, though. You're right, but I think it was he has two in his young years. Yeah, in his younger years, but there were some years apart. I mean, Tom yeah. Brady, he was able to make it to the Super Bowl. I think it was three out of four years, and he yes. was still pretty young. True, but as you, what you go ahead with your point. But yeah, Mahomes has just lived up to all the hype, and if he's able to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, I mean. It just adds to the legend of Mahomes, and this team just seems like it's unstoppable in many ways. Um, he kind of makes the game a little boring because you're like, oh, man, they're just blowing the team out. I don't even want to watch this anymore. And I ended up still doing that because I was like, there's no hope for the Bills. Even though I picked the Bills, I was like, ah, why was I so foolish? He's the Steph Curry of football. Highly likable. Um... Because the thing about it is, it's like he, just like you said, it, it can get quite boring just because they just be running over teams. But they actually be doing impressive, and it's like he does trick plays just to kind of impress you, just to entertain you in the middle of whooping somebody. Like, hey, I, I'm sorry, you have to watch us whip us. So, you know, let, let's throw a little flair in there. That's literally how they play. Yeah, they play with style. Um, a Tyree kill saw- is just... The fastest man on the earth. Um, he he needs to go into where um, Usain Bolt is, see if he can beat some of his records, because that man is very impressively fast. I would agree. I completely agree. But I I know you probably gonna gotta get a lot of questioning for the actual Super Bowl, but I I think I, they have to fear uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would say yes. They they would have to fear them because they did play them earlier in the season on the same field. Um, but, I mean, they did burn them pretty much in that first half, especially Tyreek Hill, because um, he got 200 receiving yards in the first quarter, which was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, my next question is, how many more championships can Mahomes win? See now, 
Brady has really made it hard. Because we know it's like Mahomes is also put in the LeBron spot. You need to fill in all the blanks to go ahead and completely say that you are the greatest. And Brady is already right here. Like, it'll help that, let's say, he wins in this championship over Brady, but he still cannot take over the the greatest status without filling in at least six championships. And I really think he got to get seven to really dethrone the Brady, the Bradyness and the the airness of what Brady is kind of compared to the Jordan-ness, Jordan-ness of how people consider him the great. So I would say he has to he has to tack on about five more. So I how many I think he gets? Mm-hmm. Five, which is actually a ridiculous amount, but I think he's gonna get five and probably go to seven. Probably go to six. Actually, he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna have some kind of dull moment. He's gonna get the six and lose one of them. Okay. Now, I mean, that is very impressive. I don't think there's been many quarterbacks that even get to five, but <laughs> I think he might be second on that list with getting five. Um, or, or you said six, right? Yeah, six and go to six total, but he's going to get only five coming up one short of Brady, which I, I am going to predict that uh, the Chiefs will beat Tampa Bay. But that's it's just gonna that's gonna be the only notch. It's gonna be kind of like an even uh, in in the end of his career. I think he's gonna do absolutely spectacular because five is unbelievably ridiculous. He's gonna get the six, and somehow he's gonna lose one of them, which is the one that he's gonna feel like, dang, I didn't get six rings, so I can't be the greatest, which is like already a ridiculous expectation. <laughs> Yeah, it is a ridiculous expectation, but Brady is the standard, so you got to live up to it. And I think that most likely he will come up short because there are so many talented quarterbacks coming up. I mean, you still got Lamar Jackson. He's still trying to prove himself and get a Super Bowl. Um, Josh Allen, he had a great season but came up short against um, the Chiefs, and they will probably still try to keep building. And then you got Trevor Lawrence, depending on how well the Jaguars uh, take his career. He could be that same type of talented quarterback. Deshaun Watson, if he gets on the right team, he can lead a team to to the Super Bowl. So there's so many different like talented quarterbacks. I think that the competition is going to be very fierce, and he just he he just won't be able to get that many rings unless that team is just absolutely dominant, where they keep getting receivers and tight ends like they have right now. Well, I think he is going to be the reason why a lot of these quarterbacks from this area who do get a Super Bowl will only get one Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, not like everybody he, gets a Super Bowl. I mean, just look at Phillip Rivers. He went like 17, 18 years without a Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's a ridiculous standard. Like, it, it, we're just, it, it's a high, 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 high ceiling. Like, I don't think Patrick Mahomes gets to 10. That's that's beyond ridiculous. That's why it's already astronomical to think that Brady has gotten to 10. That's why it's all good from this point. Even if he loses, it don't matter. Yeah, getting to 10, I mean, basically playing in a Super Bowl half of the year. That, that is winning. Been, 
He's already won. I'm sorry. He's already won the championship by going to 10. Now, you should get an honorary championship for getting to 10. Uh, I get an honorary uh, championship ring for getting to 10 championships. I I think that actually should be a rule. (laughs) Nobody's giving him an automatic ring, but that's like Bill Russell type of It is an automatic ring. Who Who else can say they can? I mean, we have to wait and see how the story plays out. But I mean, there, there's there's so much that has to happen to. It has fall to in be a whole two decades from now for that story to even try to play out. So he ha- he gets an automatic like it's an unspoken Super Bowl ring. It is it's an unspoken Super Bowl ring, and and it it holds a lot of weight because he did it somewhere else. Oh yeah, it, it does hold a lot of weight. And he's not exactly falling off the cliff like um, Peyton Manning was whenever he won his last ring. That that puts more weight on the ring. <laughs> he's got to win it, though. He's got to win it. He don't have. I'm I'm telling you, I don't think perceptionally it. He has to win anything from this point. Well, I'm, I'm saying for for Tampa Bay, he has to win it now yeah, for his yeah. legacy. Not really. Like no, he he literally upped his value on his legacy just by making it. So I like yeah, he wants to deliver. I I automatically think Tampa Bay owes him millions of dollars simply by delivering what he said he would do. They owe him just honorary money. <laughs> I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, he he's definitely going to get some more money. True, but I, I'm talking about money on top of that. Do you not understand the the multitude of money that, like, future money he has produced for them by doing this? Like, ha- having his name attached to them, the whole TB and Tom Brady, the whole, the, everything about this, the goldenness, the, the fact that it's like a Super Super Bowl, the fact that it's the only Super Bowl and the only, and the home, st- it all together, they owe him millions upon millions more and this man is mess gonna mess around and i don't think he should get this but he's gonna mess around and get a an actual statue there if he does win the super bowl <laughs> they're gonna retire his jersey oh yeah i think so i definitely think so they're gonna, they're gonna go full-fledged fanboy well he already has records on the team for the most passing touchdowns and touchdowns in the postseason um within his first season so he he's done a lot in just one year. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who's went somewhere one year and and got a statue. Oh, um, Nick Foles, good old <laughs> Nick Foles. But he was there before. He was, he was, he was. But I, I'm saying for that good old one shot, get a Super Bowl and get a statue. He's the guy. Yeah, but it, it's not the same. Unless you want to say Joe Namath. That's the only other person I can think of in that position. And it's not like he left. He was always, he was there for a while. Well, Joe Montana, he did the same thing, but came up short, um, I think, in the AFC Championship game. It don't count. How you get a, I'm talking about people who got a statue. Oh, well, well, I'm just talking about he, he did the same type of thing. But yeah, I was just talking about some people who got statues from okay. the Super Bowls. Um. But I guess as long as uh, Bill Belichick is in New England, he won't get a statue. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think he will. That's that what sucks. He's dang it, that's messed up. He's really gonna get a statue in Tampa Bay before he gets one in New England. 
That's a shame, yo. That is so a shame. <laughs> like that's that's a re- reality, though. That's a very big reality, unless the owner really just does it. Well, I think the owner, if he's still around, whenever you know he retires or whatever, then mm-hmm. it, he'll he'll make it happen because he saw him as a son. Um, but let's move it back to Aaron Rodgers. Now, this is Aaron Rodgers' fifth NFC Championship game, and he's only been to one Super Bowl, but he came up short again in the NFC Championship game on his home field, which he was asking for for years. Um, But with Aaron Rodgers coming up short, once again, can he win another Super Bowl? He is Mr. Honorary Mention. That's what he is. <laughs> wow. Is it not true, though? <laughs> is it not true? I'm just going to stare back. That's what it is. So he is what he is. It is what it is. They really, like the media, and, the, and I don't know what a certain cult of Aaron Rodgers followers are, they honestly think that he is the best quarterback ever and the most talented quarterback ever when we know it's not even close in real comparison on achievements between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and we already see that um your boy Patrick is already surpassing that so he's missed this day he is on Mr. Honorary Mention that is what it is so no definitely don't think so no to answer your question no (laughs) no um I think he does get another chance but what another uh, championship, a AFC or NFC championship? No, no. Well, I meant like chance to be in the Super Bowl. Like he, so, I feel like I feel so like he's going to get to this point again. Make it to a Super Bowl. I think yes. Okay, because I needed <laughs> to get that defined because having a chance is exactly where he's been. Is having a chance to get there. Now being there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady went 10 years without having a Super Bowl win, but he w- he did play in two Super Bowls in between there. But Aaron Rodgers, he has not played in one since his first one, where he was the wild card team that went on the road and uh, won over the Steelers. But I say, yes, he does get another chance, but most likely he's going to have to leave. I think he's going to have to leave and go to somewhat of an underperforming team that has a good amount of talent, you know, like Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Um, Maybe he goes to San Fran where he always wanted to play or I don't know, some other team. I I guess. um, Sorry. What's Peyton Manning's brother's name? Eli Manning. Eli. I I don't know why I couldn't think of it for a moment too. I was over here really thinking, I was thinking Daniel. I was thinking something real regular, but Daniel Jones. Just, no, Daniel. No, literally Daniel Manning. I just was trying to think of his first name, <laughs> but <laughs> wow, the man just but, been gone for one year. I know. I'm sorry. I, I just knew it was a plain name, but <laughs> Eli. Actually, it's not a plain name, but he looks plain. But sorry, <laughs> let me get off of that. I don't like Eli Manning either. <laughs> let me get off of that. But just to kind of pull us in on why I even mention him, he not even. A better honor, a better Eli Manning, a better uh, honorable mention uh, to Eli Manning because Eli Manning went on the road as the wild card um, two times and got Super Bowls in his career, and he can't—he didn't even top that list. 
I mean, everybody's going to put Aaron Rodgers over Eli Manning. But uh, True, but if you're looking at what they're weighing things by, and even if you're staying the standards of, oh, backing into the playoffs, he's not even the best at doing that. <laughs> you, you, you can't disrespect this man like this. I'm sorry, but hey, I don't know why, but I, it, the Hail Mary, they're coming out of nowhere. It's, it is what it is. It, I, there's an era out here that he is not liked by a lot of people. Maybe I was simmering for the right moment to put, release all this, but it, we got to stick to the facts. It is what it is, though. I'm not even really spitting anything that's not true. It is what it is. He has only one championship. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he has come up short. I think he didn't play that bad yesterday. He's played worse in NFC NFC Championship games. And I think his worst one was probably against the Seahawks, where he had the clearest chance to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that was in 2014. But he has to move to another team. Another team that fully puts in the effort to um, get him to that championship, give him everything that he wants. Um, Because the Green Bay Packers, they did not. Mm -hmm. I agree. And actually, as we think, because I know we're going to possibly discuss like where he's best. I'm I'm thinking maybe San Fran, the same places that I was thinking of uh, Deshaun Watson. But I think they would like a a tenured, uh, seasoned type of quarterback that they think will be more of a cash in to get there. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and ask if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, where should he go? I say San Fran's a very good spot off gate. Uh, definitely the Rams too, but it's a very hard division, but I think that's half his work. If he just go ahead and, and is in, in the division, you beat the division, you get past the division. So that might actually help him uh, to be in that tough division. Um, so I, they're both, either way, he would be in a t- that same division, in a very tough division. But I think that's where he should be. I say, yes, San Fran is definitely a, a great place to go. Um, I don't think that they believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. They're just waiting to get rid of him. Um, because he's very injury prone. Even though he didn't make it to the Super Bowl last year, it wasn't because of him. Um, but I, I think San Fran would probably be the perfect place for him. Um, maybe even the Denver Broncos, maybe. Uh, maybe the Washington football team. <laughs> and I think that's it. There's not Maybe just a couple of places. There's, there's not many places yeah. that he can go. I definitely didn't think those last two choices were the best. He's he's trying to go for a good old guarantee and or think, Dallas. Okay, I I guess, uh, but yeah, I guess I, I just think that's a doomed place. Also, so they they're doomed by empty expect expectations, but not really a lot of follow through. I don't think that's the place he needs to be either. Um, I think that Tom Brady had a very good foresight, or whoever he's. Uh, getting advice from to go to Tampa Bay because looking through who was available before on where we were thinking Tom Brady would go, I just didn't think that was a great fit, but it ended up being a very great fit because there are a lot of great players on that team without him, even before he got there. So 
I think that needs to be what he kind of needs to when he's looking at teams. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's a good team down there. I was going to say the Texans, but that, there's nobody there. Uh, so, so there's I no leader. I think it has to be those two well-built teams with uh, San Fran and also uh, the Rams because they they're well-built teams. They're well-location teams. They're all around uh, and teams built to possibly make it make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, those teams could most likely make it to the Super Bowl if you add Aaron Rodgers. He still just has to come through. But the Rams, I think that's the more difficult one because he got Jared Goff and you, you did just pay him a good amount of money. So I don't know what you do with that. But um, it's I, I say San Fran is probably the best choice. And I think that somehow Green Bay is going to let him go. Like, I think they love him. They love him and everything. But I think they're going to, like, let him be like, hey, we're not going to stop you from leaving. He's going to be like, hey, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. He's going to be like, ah, okay, you gone yet? <laughs> There's so much disrespect you put on this man's name. I'm sorry. I, we're for him. I, I mean, I understand that people want to put him in a stratosphere that he has not reached. But he is very talented. Um, the team did not really put him in the best situations all the time with some of the defenses. But this was probably his best chance um, th- this past game. You know, he was on his home field hosting the NFC Championship game and was not able to put his team to the next level. Is not a, that a bigger message for them going to the next step since they've already invested in their next step? Hey, I mean, but... To make it to back-to-back NFC Championship games with a new head coach, I mean, that's... Mr. Honorable Mention. Did he, <laughs> did he, did he not feel all the confidence that when he got uh, your boy Love? He, they, they are moving on, and they're going to let him leave. He, he more than likely has an attitude. In general, it's already out that he's not very likable in general, even by his own family, and this is really true. But uh, <laughs> this is like... It is what it is. I'm, I really do think they're going to just let him go. Like, they're going to be those, of course, uh, fans who are heartbroken because they attach their identity to Aaron Rodgers, just like they did with Brett Favre. But I think the team is going to move on and not like it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is going to push against them. And he's also going to want to leave. It's no bigger picture on not being able to get there than getting it on your home field and being the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, he had all the right pieces right there in front of him. Um, he didn't play a bad game, but whenever he turned the ball over, it was very crucial. It, it, played, it played a very crucial part in the uh, end of the game. But uh, I'll also ask, there was one play where the uh, Green Bay Packers were in the, the, uh, the red zone. And Aaron Rodgers had it. It was third and goal. He's heading towards, or it looks like he's heading towards the scramble towards the end zone, but decides to pass it off to uh, towards Devontae Adams, but it becomes incomplete. And then they decide to kick the field goal, being down 31 to 23, and then make it 31-25. So with the, the decision to kick the field goal, do you think this played a part in 
the mistrust between the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it was a strategy. Now, I don't think that really – I honestly don't think it added to it. Like, it, you got you to gotta go with, it, with whatever strategy. I know he was saying, oh, I didn't make that call. Because I think he said either that I didn't make that call or I wasn't the one. In other words, he blamed the coach on like indirectly that he wasn't the one to make the call. It would, that's, he, that's what he did. <laughs> he, he was pretty much saying, I didn't make that choice. Uh, of course, he made that choice to not run the ball when he, he could have got that touchdown if he had just tucked the ball and ran. But I, I, I don't. I don't know. You just always got to make a choice. Those are flip of a coin decisions. Like you, you don't know which one's the right one until you make the decision. It's easy to look back and say that it, the other one was the better one. So I can't, I don't really place anybody's blame for those actual calls. It was a strategy. Kick the field goal. Maybe we can get it back in enough time so that we don't put it in his hands in the end. And, and we don't want to come up with no points. Uh, so and also, if we do score, we can win instead of tying because we'll have a hope of tying if we score because we have to then once again still get the two-point conversion because at that point, they were down eight points. So I understand the logic. It's all about strategy. So I really don't think it's a, it's a problem in what happened. Well, I'm going to address the, the question that I posed really quick. Um, I'm going to say, yes, this probably did um, – it it divided the head coach and um, player with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur because they weren't on the same page, especially for the 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 uh, the, the, what you, the after game conference um, because they did not have the same type of they weren't on the same page. But to jump through all those hoops to think about, they didn't have that much time. I don't know what logic they were using. Why would you give the ball back to Tom Brady to just run the clock out and give him space? Well, let's say that you don't get it on fourth and goal. They're backed up. They're not trying to throw the ball. Tom Brady just threw like three interceptions on almost three straight drives. They're just going to run the ball. Why would you kick a field goal hoping that you get the ball back with three timeouts and a two-minute warning and put them on the 20-yard line? That makes no sense. You go for it. This is it, it's over if you don't make it. You go for that. Why would you not trust your quarterback that you said in the post conference he's our MVP, he's the MVP of the league? Why would you not trust him to make one play? That that's all you needed to do. That is that's a big point because I I yeah you're right you're definitely right because if there's any other big time quarterback they are letting them go for the touchdown. Like, the, the first strategy in all those strategy is to go for it. I, I see what the anti-strategy was. Uh, the math-wise, like, hey, we won't have to stretch further to get if we get another opportunity. But you're right. <laughs> you're definitely right. If it was in Tom Brady in that position, he's going for it. If it's Drew Brees in that situation, they're going for it. If it's Russell Wilson in that situation, they're going for it. If it's Patrick Mahomes, they're going for it. So I agree. You're, I, I definitely agree. So I, I can see a split in that, but I don't really think there was much togetherness in the beginning. No, I, I think there's been a disconnect from the beginning. Um, I think at one point 
Aaron Rodgers was called up by either the owner or one of the majority owners saying that he better not be the reason why something happens, something bad happens. So there's, there's just a part of Aaron Rodgers that doesn't feel like he's, he's home. And I think he's going to be leaving pretty soon. He's worn out his welcome. I think, (laughs) no, seriously, I I think that with ownership, because I didn't fully buy into the whole people don't really like him until I really started reading the signs. These people kind of don't like him. There's probably a growing attitude of arrogance that really was simmering and waiting for the opportunity to to smack him back down to reality. They're not going to really be able to do it, but I don't, I think if they can sneak do it, they're going to do it. Well, I think at this point, they're either going to have to cut him or trade him. Um, and the best option would be to trade him because, I mean, why would you just let him go yes. for nothing? But I think he's going to come to them with a trade. I think there's already going to be discussions. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a difficult transition because I think they're both like-minded about not being together. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, they, that they weren't... Well, <laughs> What you they mean? Not for them. They they see better futures in uh their and they're in their future because Aaron Rodgers thinks he's hit his peak there. They don't entertain him to the level of what he feels he should be entertained at and valued at. He is going to move on to a team that is going to do that. You see, a la uh Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. He's gonna pull that exact move. And which means he's going to end up probably coming to the team about the team he wants to go to before they even have to do it. They're going to, go, they're going to get some great pieces, and it's just going to work out. It's not going to be really that sour. Like They, they might not like each other, but it's going, to, it's going to be a pretty easy transition, I think. Okay, well, it, it, it'll be very fun to see where he goes, where he ends up. But let's come up with our predictions for the Super Bowl. So we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I shouldn't be keep going against Tom Brady because I, I think that might be making him win. <laughs> but, no, stay on that side. <laughs> but you just, I, I, you've went against him every single time, every week. You're right, I have. <laughs> and I, think, I do think the Chiefs are going to win this one just because I think it'll be a nice icing on the cake for a building legacy for Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be a good one, but I'm afraid if I was actually a real fan of the Chiefs, I would be afraid of the Tampa Bay Bucks. I would definitely be afraid because if I'm looking at their team, they got real people. They got people who've been in the league for some years. They got people who are thirsty and hungry for championships. This is their opportunity. This ain't just Tom Brady's opportunity. This is their opportunity. This is their last time. Jason Pierre-Paul say out upon some others who feel this is my last chance to really get one and I can get it on a marquee type of one. So I I would be afraid of Tampa Bay, but I still think it's going to be the Chiefs that win this. Okay. Yeah, if I'm a Kansas City Chief fan, I would be afraid. Um, definitely because their whole offensive line is made up of backups, I think, at this point, because their left tackle just tore his Achilles tendon, and the Bucks pass, pass rush has been pretty good. And um, Patrick Mahone just got knocked stupid just two weeks ago. 
But it, that didn't matter. Because, <laughs> I mean, it didn't affect them yesterday. But Agreed. I, I, I feel like Tampa Bay will somehow, in some way, come up with a dub. They're going to get a win. They're going to do it for the home city. And, and, and you know, just, just win it. I don't know how. I mean, Tom Brady could have his worst game ever. But I feel like some way Tampa Bay is going to win. Boy, if the, I know the NFL wish so badly that the uh, coronavirus didn't exist. Because this is like, this is picture perfect. I, I don't think of any more picture perfect setup for matchups. Like, I think it will go down as possibly the top matchup due to the the transition of legacy. It, this, this, this encompasses a whole lot more than just what game they're actually playing or what teams they're actually playing for. It, it, it just, there's the last two quarterbacks who just won the Super Bowls facing each other who are also top legendary quarterbacks, one on the tail end making history and still making history, one on the front end still making history. He just needs time. So, and if they clash, it may decide a possible great greatest decision or debate. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's very early, but I mean you know the media they'll take anything. But, but how can it be any other time than now? Because I don't think they ever meet again in the Super Bowl, even if one of them make it again next year. I don't think they meet again, and you can't that you just can't mix these two. And I think if Tom Brady and the Bucks win, even if he's not the reason to make them win, it will count against Patrick Mahomes, even though it really shouldn't. I really do think it's going to be a notch because he's not going to get another opportunity to unnotch that notch. Well, I, even if Patrick Mahomes loses this game, I don't think he really loses too much because you just see how young and talented their team is. Everybody just feels like they have time. Now, that could work against them because – we see some of these super teams like in the NBA with uh, the Warriors. We were thinking that they were going to be lasting for a long time, but they only won two championships at the time whenever um, Kevin Durant joined the team. So um, I still don't think he loses much if he loses this game as far as legacy-wise. But um, this is perfect for the NFL. You, know, you got you got the they, new GOAT versus the old GOAT. Sorry. Sorry to revise that. They only had one at that time. You meant before? Um, Go to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But once he joined, uh, there, nobody thought like they would only win just two championships. Yeah, I agree. You talking about they would reel off that third one, but that's the same with At least. the Heat. That, that's the same with the Heat also. So and uh, LeBron's Heat. So that it's a cautionary tale of uh, being too big headed, or really your body breaking down because that really wasn't big headedness uh, on that last year with Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but um i mean yeah just playing that game that the last game of the season every single year that can wear on a person's mind your body um the coaches everything i mean this just going through this past year could wear on them but um it seems like tom brady just <laughs> loves to prepare and be in the spotlight so um he's the standard 
I agree. And I know what you meant by there may be a smaller window for Patrick Mahomes' uh, greatness. Um, we all think they have more time. I, I would even uh, pull back to Ben Roethlisberger. He had two early championships. It was almost like, dang, how many can he win? Is he the greatest? That's where Big Ben what? nickname came from. What? It's, people considered him being the greatest? I, no, I don't no, remember that. No, no, can he? Can he? Not oh. is he. <laughs> can he? <laughs> I, like, I never <laughs> no, heard that. There's a different phrase there. Can he be the greatest? Because if you get too early, yeah, there's no, they don't know what will happen. <laughs> there's a, there was a can he be the greatest. <laughs> but there was not a is he the greatest. So you're definitely right about that. They definitely pulled that back. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever said that. I mean, but he is great. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, but we'll move it along to the NBA with Steph Curry now passing Reggie Miller for number two all-time in three-pointers made. Um, so Stephen Curry passes Hall of Famer Reggie Miller uh, for second place. He now has 411 made three-pointers behind uh, Hall of Famer Ray Allen for the most in NBA history. Um, so with Steph Curry now moving to second all-time in three-pointers made, how impressive has he been throughout his career? I underestimated Steph Curry's like greatness until he made this marker. I, I don't know why, but I underestimated his greatness. All because of a graphic I saw. Like I I know he he reached above Reggie Miller in this case and everything, but I didn't realize how he did it in almost half the games that any one of the greatest other considering people are like just to give you the numbers. I don't know whether you have it there, but Reggie Miller, he like he only went one. Let's say he's one above him right now. He went one above him at two thousand five hundred and sixty three pointers in his career. He did that in one thousand three hundred and eighty nine games. Steph Curry did his two that same one above his in seven hundred and fifteen. That's half. That's about half the games that Reggie Miller has played. He did the same amount of threes. Also, Ray, Ray Allen did 1,300 uh, games, and he's maybe about 400 more than Steph Curry right now. But that's still ridiculously above at a higher clip, if you want to say it that way. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, Steph Curry has been amazing. Just absolutely amazing. He's changed the game, changed the way people play the game, just shooting so far back now. Um, and he's definitely going to pass all those guys at this point. And then you have to think he missed most of last season. So he could have did this last year. And this is early in the season. So, I mean, there's so many records that he can just break and prolong. Um, it's just a matter of time before he just breaks them. And Steph Curry... Um, even though he's always played with an all-star, I think that we shouldn't take away from, well, that shouldn't take away from his greatness. And his legacy is set in stone. Now, he'll never be, like, considered for the greatest of all time, but he definitely did change the game. I think he should be considered the greatest shooter of all time. I actually think that I that there's a whole lot of, from that graphic alone, there's a lot of disrespect out here. Just by mentioning that KD and Harden are 
possibly the greater shooters in the ever considering just because of the how fast he is doing this yeah he's he's done it ridiculously fast i mean he's and he is efficient but kevin durant is a little bit more efficient and then james harden he's i mean he's he's the least efficient out of those three so i mean you can <laughs> there's different ways that you can describe their scoring ability Nah, I still think it's disrespectful now. Now that I see, now that I see that, like that's disrespectful. This man is doing it, like he is the best shooter ever. Like I, I because whenever anybody's thinking in the thinking of who's the best shooter ever, it's automatically Ray Allen or uh, Reggie Miller. And in all time greatness, when we're thinking, we're always who's the greatest shooter ever, Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. Without putting, uh, oh, what's going on right now, it's always Reggie Miller or it's Ray Allen. And really, we know we've kind of notched Ray Allen above uh, Reggie Miller. If he's doing it in about half the time that either one of them are doing it, that means he is the greatest shooter. Yeah, I mean... He, I mean, he still has to pass Ray Allen, but yeah. I mean, at this point, I, I think many people have crowned him as the greatest shooter for maybe the past three or four years, or maybe even longer. Uh, well, I see. I wasn't on the hype wagon, uh, on the wagon, until I seen that, saw that stat. When you, when I know that I, when I'm considering who's the greatest, if I'm debating with anyone about, oh, who's the greatest shooter ever, I'm always going Reggie Miller or Ray Allen. Always. And when it's not close in the amount of games and versus how many he's gotten and how close he is to them, it's not even close. That means he's the greatest, and I, it really isn't much argument to be had simply due to the numbers. Yeah, I mean, that I mean, you, you can't argue with the numbers. He has been very consistent, and you're always looking for him to just drop some crazy three from the other side of the court. Um, he's put a lot of daggers in people's hearts, um, I can specifically remember the time whenever it, this is when Kevin Durant was still on OKC and it was like a Saturday night game and the Warriors were actually down and then they tied the game and then Steph Curry pulled up from half court and hit it in uh, what's the guy's name? He's only there just to defend but that won the game. Beverly? That was who? Pat Pat Beverly? No, 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 no. This, this, this is on OKC. OKC. Um, Kendrick? Yeah, who? Kendrick Perkins? No, 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 no. He's a guard. He's only there to defend. Uh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> but, yeah, he shot it in his face, and that was the dagger. That ended the game right there. Because you were thinking, oh, he's just going to run the clock out. You know, they're going to go to overtime. Nope. He pulls up from the half court and... Puts the dagger right in OKC's heart, and they did it again in the playoffs. But man, that 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 just sums up his legacy, his career right there. Just an absolute assassin of a shooter. I would agree. I, I would actually make KD more of an assassin, and I would say Steph has to be the best shooter. He's not even close uh, in – how many years are they difference in the league? Maybe like one or two. 
Oh, then, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't make that argument because KD must still be in that conversation of hitting threes. Like, just because he goes up for mid-ranges, it it still has to be considered the best shooter ever. Not just considered, but be be it. Yeah. I mean, but Steph Curry has just been amazing, and um, he's just going to continue to break records. But, you know, all these guys are coming after him because they – they're just pulling up just like him. So um, I guess he'll be the original. The other the other ones will be the copycats. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trey Young. But um, we'll move it along to the UFC with Conor McGregor coming back to fight Dustin Poirier. Um, so Conor McGregor had defeated Dustin Poirier in 2014. But this time, Poirier was able to get his revenge and knocked out Conor McGregor in the second round with Conor McGregor looking like he was dazed and confused. But with this defeat for Conor McGregor, should he have stayed in retirement? Eh, I don't think it really hurt him. <laughs> the only thing that hurt him hurt was... His face. The, yeah, th- that and <laughs> the uh, Bernie meme. You know, where you got Bernie with the cross arms choking him out <laughs> when he was knocked out. That would hurt him. That that would hurt. It hurt me. That was a laugh. Uh, but uh, if, if you haven't seen it, that's the best meme I've seen for both together. <laughs> but uh, to kind of actually answer the question, I think it really didn't matter uh, with him coming out of retirement and, and taking a loss. I, he was actually so confused. He had me confused when he actually got knocked out. Like... <laughs> Because like, for some reason, when I was watching, I'm like, is he really losing? I know he's getting tagged, but now he's down? Now he's out? Oh, okay. Uh, it, it, it just it didn't seem as, even though he got knocked out, it's one of the least, to me, embarrassing knockouts. I don't know why, but it, it wasn't significant enough to hurt his reputation or his draw money-wise. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't really, he, he didn't have one of those knockouts where you're like, oh, like he was just like, mm. I don't know, his arms sticking out or whatever. Or, <laughs> but like, he just like got doom, 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 and I'm fall and I'm, I'm down, but I'm out, and now it's just over, but I'm not really, really knocked, knocked out. It's like, it's, it was, I don't know, it wasn't as satisfying of a knockout as people, the statement of it being a knockout. I mean, maybe he just, Gave up. I mean, he 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 kind of got back in the ring, and maybe his heart wasn't in it. I I, I think well, that he was just in it for the money. Well, what what was the other fighter's name again? I Dustin Poirier. Poirier. So okay. this is his second yeah. time fighting him. So he did tweet about how uh, this is what he gets for firing his uh, sparring coach, who's been with him all this time, and his team firing them, and all this other stuff, which can be a uh, Contrib- uh, contributing factor to why he lost. I, you gotta point out to even the person who beat him is saying that's probably the reason why you lost. It's because you weren't prepared. Yeah, I think he was prepared in this. I mean, there's a quote from Dustin that said that it, I was just fighting another man. So he felt like, well, Dustin felt like Conor McGregor was not the same man that he fought the first time. So in a way, I guess he didn't feel that intensity. It was like, this is a shell of a guy. 
Well, what does he really have to gain? That's the thing. Like, his loss really wasn't that bad of a loss, and that, that kind of proved it because he lost. And he's got all the money he needs. It's, it's actually kind of a satisfaction there, other than maybe keeping re- relevance. That might be the only reason why he got back into the ring, is relevance. Yeah, I mean, he should have just stayed where he was. He was fine. I think he had made his money with uh, Floyd Mayweather, and he, he should have just stayed in retirement. You know, maybe being some commercials, being some movies. He, he could have did that. No, nah, that money always calling. That money always calling, <laughs> yo. When your name is like that, when, you, when it's a draw in a smaller... In a smaller network, or when it's when it's a, a smaller set, he has that draw. He just has that draw to his name that's gonna make uh, people pay the money just to see whether he wins or loses. It's not gonna hurt anything. He's gonna get another big fight, and that money is always on his line. Yeah, yeah, I think he was in it for the money, um, but he got he kind of got a little embarrassed. Not too badly. He didn't really get like totally knocked out, but. Um, it, it's not a great look, but I think he should have just stayed in retirement and maybe be something like, um, what's the uh, woman's name who's been in some movies and kind of hasn't fought in a while? Um, she was in the UFC. Hmm. Um, um, dang it. Danica Patrick? No, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> driver out here. Dang. Oh, God. Dang. I'm way out there. Uh, but uh, dang it. What is her name? It's God. been a while since she's been. Um, yeah. Dang it. She was like the biggest thing ever, too. I'm trying to remember her name. I, I see it here in my head. Because um, she does wrestling. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. There you go. And she she does wrestling now. She does the fake uh, UFC now. Yeah. But, she. I mean, she made a career out of, you know, arm barring people. And then met her match once she went up somebody. Once she went up against somebody who, boy, really, uh, that was a brick wall, bro. That was a big <laughs> brick wall. She met a brick wall. That's what happened. Because she was dominant. She was beyond dominant. It was like, dang, you are the Mayweather of USC. And then she got whipped and got her complete confidence taken. He, she literally did not leave the house for six months after the fight. I'm so serious. Yeah, I mean, that was embarrassing. Um, Conor Conor McGregor didn't have that type of defeat, but she got knocked into retirement twice. She got got knocked into (laughs) pre-quarantine. Yeah, I mean, way before we knew. Um, But any other comments about you know, Conor McGregor? No, not really. Not really. Uh, I think he gets another big fight. It, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. I I really don't think it hurts really anything. Now, if he has a string of losses, two, two, the third loss is going to be the loss that messes up his name. He can still lose again, and it's not going to mess it up. Yeah, I say that if he doesn't get knocked out like Ronda Rousey, then he'll be fine. Um, but you know, he'll just keep collecting checks. Uh, but that's it for, so you think, you know, sports We'll now move it along to the trivia questions It's three trivia questions. They're almost with choice. I'll try to give you 
my best uh, commentary about it. And you can go with that first question, Alex. All right. So what was the last year the Tampa Bay Bucks won the NFC South Division? A, 2007, B, 2005, or C, 2002? Wow. That's really hard. I mean, I'm not really a Tampa Bay fan. Um, I know they went to the playoffs in 2007. That was the last time they made the playoffs. 2002 was the last time they went to the Super Bowl. I don't know anything about 2005. Um, But go ahead and ask that question one more time. All right. So what was the last year the Tampa Bay Bucks won the NFC South Division? A, 2007, B, 2005, or C, 2002? I mean, 2005 seems like the outlier here um, because I feel like there's nothing significant that really happened then. But I'm just going to go with that one. 2005 for the final answer. Wrong answer. Sorry. <laughs> it's 2007. It's 2007. Ah. You're, you're right. 2002 was the last time they was a Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl at that time. They actually made the, uh, won the division all three of those years. It's just that the last time they won it was 2007. Dang. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. Question two. Which dual sport athlete has played in a pro playoff game in both sports? A, Michael Jordan. B, Bo Jackson. Or C, Deion Sanders. Hmm. Well, you got prime time with Deion Sanders. I know he played baseball, football. Same thing with Bo Jackson. Um, Michael Jordan. I mean, they all did. About the same thing, except Michael Jordan was basketball, baseball. But I don't think it was pro. Um, it was. Go ahead and ask. What, what were you going to say? Just I'll, I'll go ahead and cheat, I'll give you a cheat. All of them went pro uh, in both sports. So, But I'll ask the question again. So, okay. Qu- question two. Which dual sport athlete has played a pro playoff game in both sports? A, Michael Jordan. B, Bo Jackson. C, Deion Sanders. This is a really good question. Um, I'm going to go with primetime. Primetime Deion Sanders. Final answer. That is correct. If you saw the documentary, he actually went to, he played in uh, two sports in less than 24 hours. He played in 1992. He played in the NCAA. NCLS Braves game five and also played in a Falcons football uh, game. Okay. I I didn't know the exact story, but I felt like that was in the back of my mind somewhere, but I just didn't have the commentary on it. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) question three, who has the most dunks in one NBA season? A, Shaquille O'Neal, B, Dwight Howard, or C, Rudy Gobert? Hmm. Well, uh, none of those guys have an outside shot. Um, Shaq was a beast in the paint. Dwight Howard was a beast for a while, and then he kind of fell off. Rudy Gobert is pretty new to the scene, um, but he's mostly known for defense. 
Let's go ahead and ask that question one more time. All right. Last question. Who has the most dunks in one NBA season? A, Shaquille O'Neal, B, Dwight Howard, or C, Rudy Gobert? You know, Shaq was, I mean, a monster in the paint. Um, but I just feel like Dwight Howard just had so many alley-oops, just from what I remember. Um, so I'm going to go with Dwight Howard. Wrong. Dang. It's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> what? Yes. Rudy he Gobert. Broke, he broke it last year with 271 dunks. He has the most dunks in one season. Now, Dwight Howard is number two at 269. Oh, well, my, my next answer was going to be Shaq, but I, I yeah. just did not think of Rudy Gobert. I knew, but they're pretty good questions. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really good questions. Um, really had me on the edge of my seat. I did not like 100% know any of those answers, but you know, I got one right. I'm actually doing worse now. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any right last time. Uh, it's a good combination, but go. Yeah, yeah, it's a good combination, but that's it for So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.